Welcome to Bollywood's for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. I'm Erin Fraser. And I'm Matt Bowes. In this episode, women get the last laugh as we discuss three black comedies that take on women's issues. First up, Radhika Madan and Sanya Malhotra play feuding sisters in Vishal Bardwaj's Pataka from 2018. Then John V. Kapoor stars as a dutiful daughter turned a drug runner in Siddharth Sen's Good Luck Jerry, now streaming on Hotstar. Finally, Alia Bhatt has had enough with her abusive husband, played by Vijay Varma, in Jasmine K. Reen's Darlings, now streaming, but on Netflix. Before we begin, we'd like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, home to First Nations and Métis people. And us. <laughs> yes, we, we also live here. That's, yeah. that's, that's why we give that land acknowledgement, because that's where we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Matt, the topic of this episode is black comedies, but specifically black comedies about women. What is a black comedy? Well, I, I was going to ask you that. Did you look you that, that up? Did you write it down? No, I do not have a definition. Oh, okay. What is your definition? Isn't it, uh, was it Mel Brooks who said, uh, tragedy is I hurt my finger, comedy is you fall down a manhole and die? <laughs> Maybe. That I think does, it was him. That does sound like something he would say. But it's like, uh, sort of misanthropic comedy take it to its ultimate sort of end. Yeah, it's a it's a comedy about kind of un potentially unseemly things, things that you wouldn't generally laugh at. So like, generally, so like if you if you change the way you shot the film and the script, actually sometimes it's not even the script. Like if you just change the intonations and like the background music, mm-hmm. a black comedy could be like the most depressing thing you've ever seen. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's it's the framing that makes it funny. Yeah, yeah, they're. They are films or stories. I mean, it is is a genre that exists beyond film um, that are humorous, but about um, subject matter that is not inherently humorous at all. It's about rather dark subject matter, things like crime and death and murder, violence, etc. Kind Hearts and Coronets with uh, Alec Guinness, Mm -hmm. all about uh, a young man trying to marry into an eccentric rich family and killing off... All the members of it, <laughs> uh, who are all played by Al Guinness, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sort of thing. Like, uh, elaborate murders. Um, do you know who I think... Throw Mama from the Train. Do you know who I think excels at this? Uh, Hindi filmmakers, because we're no. talking about it. <laughs> no. I'm, they do, but... No. No, I'm thinking of, of some Hollywood filmmakers. Uh, Christopher Guest. No. No, and I wouldn't say Guest either. Well, who did Fish Called Wanda? Oh. Whoever did that. Um, I, I was thinking Christopher Guest because of because his wife Curtis, is in it. Yeah, but uh, it is not uh, the Coen Brothers are really good at this. That is exactly who I was thinking of. Uh, a fish called Wando is Charles Crichton. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. Uh, but yeah, the Coen Brothers, especially in uh, Burn After Reading, just a lot of people getting murdered, and at the end they're like, "What did we learn here? Mm-hmm. Nothing." <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Coen Brothers are are I think the perfect example of um directors who who have that that knack and that tone down uh if not every one of their movies is a black comedy but i could say that there's a lot of black comedy elements to all of their movies yeah the lady killers yeah even though it's a remake of an ealing studios which is also i believe where kind hearts of coordinates was still yeah 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 um english people i think are good at this yeah uh craig gillespie also, for kind of a more Who's modern that? auteur, he made I, Tonya. 
Oh, yeah. And yeah. Cruella and the Pam and Tommy TV show. Yeah. He also clearly has a knack for, for, for black comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also something like a, a simple favor. And I think that's a really... I mean, that has some yeah. satire working in there, too. But again... Sam Raimi's good at it. Yeah. 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 But moving on to, to Bollywood, moving on to Hindi films, we have seen and discussed... Many a of number of black comedies. And it was interesting because when I was thinking about the genre, the films that came more readily to mind for me were Bollywood films more than, than Hollywood films, which I think just says something about the quality of 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 these black comedies that I'm going to name. It's certainly a genre um, that's and also, done well recently. Yeah, and also the popularity of these films. Like, these movies just loom so large. And so... Um, the first one that comes to mind and the big one is And I Doom. Great movie. You know, like one of the best black comedies I have ever seen. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know anyone who doesn't like it. Um, and then we have Ishkia, Ludo, Deli Belly, Being Cyrus. We did Deli Belly and Being Cyrus on an episode together. <laughs> we also talked about Ludo in a wrap-up episode. Yeah. Oh, we've talked about many of these films, but we do, we do and have... And Ishkia. A... We talked about Ishkia in another... A Femme Fatale's episode. Yeah. One of our crazy highest episodes ever. <laughs> like, I don't know why people like it so much, but that one's been downloaded like hundreds of thousands yeah. of times. But yeah, we do we do have an episode all about Deli Belly and being Cyrus with Suchin that we'll link in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, Kalakandi, Satkun Math, which we also discussed in that Ishkia episode. Blackmail, AK versus AK. Judgmental High Kia, which I think might be... I don't think the quality is as good as some of these other ones I'm Yeah, I haven't seen that one in Blackmail. Yeah. Uh, Loot Case. Loot Case was Which good. I think is totally underrated. And I saw... I saw Newton show up on a lot of lists of Indian black comedies that I looked at. And I didn't really think of Newton as a black comedy. It's more of a political satire. I thought, Yeah, I thought of it more as satire. Do you know who's good at black comedies? Who? Armando Iannucci. Yes. <laughs> like The Death of Stalin. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Mm-hmm. He's good at And the Armando Iannucci show, I think, was super good at Another English, like, sort of, that... It's a style of English humor where, like, ridiculous things keep happening, but they keep trying to stay, like, English, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's... Maybe it came over through the Raj. <laughs> maybe. I... I don't really like comedies. I am... <laughs> I am not... You don't laugh. Well, I'm not... I'm not known for my sense of humor. I'm not a big fan of comedies. But... I like I like black comedies. I like I like satire. I think there's something there's often something very smart about a well done black comedy. Mm-hmm. I think part, it subverts it, uh, expectations. Well, exactly because they're subversive, and I think often like there is there's a point to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, like there's a there's an underlying and and we're, we'll get to that with with these three films, but there's. There's an underlying theme. There's a reason why people are taking this situation that is otherwise unseemly, that is otherwise rather dark, and turning it on its head and making it funny. So I feel like there's often commentary yeah. in, in the films. And I think that that attracts me to them. I think... Because you know, like the black comedy and I think satire are kind of closely... Yes. They're closely linked. And certainly in the Venn diagram, there is some overlap. I think that... Black comedy also uh, ties into uh, something that Bollywood is good at, which is like a post-Tarantino gangster comedy. Mm-hmm. So like, 
Deli Belly, Calicondi, Loot Case. These are all sort of like people in the underworld, usually like a guy who's from outside, like a normal guy, gets stuck in a crazy like Mexican standoff or like, oh, there's some drugs out there. This is, uh, this is kind of what Good Luck Jerry's like. Yeah. Uh, also, Loop Lapida, too. Mm-hmm. It's like normal people getting stuck in like an underworld affair. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really good at doing that in Hindi cinema. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just kind of a genre that works well with one of the film industries that's still producing like quality gangster stuff is Hindi cinema. Yeah. Same with Korean, Chinese. But like the States doesn't do it well anymore. Yeah. Uh, and it ties into just kind of maybe that sort of English level black humor. So that that's, that totally makes sense why black comedy is working right now. Well, and I also think it's something that, at least for us, translates really well. Yes. Regular um, comedy, not so much. Well, exactly, because it's not relying so much on broad characterizations. Yeah. Or wordplay, which can be things that don't translate super well in subtitles or across cultures. But finding the humor in these situations, playing with tone, is I think something something that does that that is kind of easier to translate to an international audience or an audience that doesn't speak Hindi. And so, you know, there are a lot of popular Bollywood comedies that don't always land with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we keep trying, but you know, like those really broad comedies, it's tough your because it's just your yeah, it's just it's not like the the humor kind of flies over our over our heads, and so we just we can't really tell if it's funny. It's also <laughs> not dependent on sort of relationships in Hindi cinema that we don't typically have in real in real life here, mm-hmm. like. Uh, living with your parents. Yeah. Like, that's something that I haven't done in 18 years mm-hmm. now. So, that sort of humor don't, doesn't really appeal to me. But it's probably pretty applicable to a lot of Indian people. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so all that is to say, you know, that kind of our attempt to define what a black comedy is. And also that uh, I think it's one of the most exciting spaces in, in Bollywood filmmaking. Our, and they translate Our movies well. in this mode, yeah. Yeah, you could show, I mean, End of Dune's gotten remade, but, like, you could show that and just the basic premise of a blind guy is on the scene for a murder mm-hmm. and then has to, you know, get get his way out of this crazy situation. That doesn't really require a lot of cultural knowledge. No. Um, so, you know, that, it just works. It does, yeah. Okay, so I think that brings us to the first film that we're going to discuss. Pataka. Pataka. It means firecracker. It came out in 2018. It's directed by Vishal Bardwaj, and it's based on Charan Singh Patek's short story, Do Benin, which I believe means two sisters, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, it stars Radhika Madan. This was her debut. So she was previously... This is before the man who felt, who yeah. doesn't feel pain? Yeah. So she was previously a TV actress, and this was her um, film debut when she left television to start making movies. Uh, I think it's that's been a good move for her. I like seeing her in movies quite a bit. Uh, so, yeah, this is her debut. Sanya Malhotra, Sunil Grover. Who's coming off of Dongal, so like having a gigantic monster hit. Yeah. And is, you know... Finding her own way. We, we love Sanya Mahotra. She is the Mario to <laughs> another actress's Wario. Uh, 
go back and listen to the episode where I said that. I remember what it was, but yeah. uh, the, this is a metaphor that totally makes sense. Uh, Sunil Grover and Vijay Ross. Uh, this movie, so I saw this movie when it came out, and I yeah, talked, I missed it. I talked about it in our um, wrap up episode when when it came out. Twenty eighteen. Um, but it's it's not a movie I ever hear anyone talk about, and I couldn't really. I, I quickly looked for some box office data, and I didn't really see anything. I have a feeling that this movie just like is completely forgotten. But we a movie that it. doesn't exist. Bardwaj is definitely an auteur filmmaker. Mm-hmm. But people really point to his uh, Shakespearean adaptations. Mm-hmm. But I think there's um, this story could easily be like a Shakespearean tale. I think. Oh yeah, totally. It's. Uh, I guess we're probably going to have to go to the spoiler zone because I don't want to ruin the thing that happens at Interval. But I'll say after Interval is when it becomes more of a black comedy and before that is more of like a rustic village comedy. Yeah, because as as we said, not a lot of people have seen this film. And I think we do... And it's a good surprise. I think we do want to encourage people to watch it. We saw it on Amazon Prime. It wasn't hard to track down at all. But, uh, and it has like, some fantastic performances. Do you want to set up the plot for us, Matt? Sure. Uh, so, uh, Radhika Madan and uh, Sani Malhotra are two uh, daughters of Vijay Raz. Their mother has died and is no longer around for the reason that she died. <laughs> yeah, we uh, don't really but, know. Yeah, don't really know a lot about her. Uh, and Vijay Raz, he owns like a quarry or something. Yeah. And he owes a lot of people They're a lot in of Rajasthan. Money. Yeah. They're in rural Rajasthan. He owes a lot of people a lot of money, and we actually don't know a lot about him. (laughs) It's mostly about his daughters. Mm -hmm. And the thing about these daughters is they fucking hate each other. (laughs) Every time that they're with each other for like five minutes, they just immediately start brawling. Someone, One of them steals something from someone else. Uh, They're introduced as little girls, and one's stolen like cigarettes from the other one. So then they have this big brawl at uh, school. Um, I think... No, I don't think they're they're little girls at that point. But like they're they're it, yelling at they're, they're yelling at each other, insults as girls. Yeah, yeah, calling each other diarrhea face and all that. Very funny. <laughs> um, and Sunil Grover is a guy named Dipper who seems to be like one of those sort of cronies that you acquire if you're the main character <laughs> of a Bollywood film because yeah. he just kind of hangs out with Vijay Raz and, and stirs the pot. Yeah, he stirs the pot like. It's his personal enjoyment to see these two brawl <laughs> all the time. And he's he's kind of a Shakespearean character, I think. like Almost yeah. like Puck or somebody. Someone who just generally... In a comedy, who just generally... Yeah, he's not quite an Iago, but he's functioning in a similar way. But he's just, he just enjoys these two getting in brawls with each other and seeing yeah. what happens. So he just kind of, you know... First, he stirs the pot. He for stirs the pot. He kind of sets up situations in which they're going to run into each other. Yeah, and gets a lot of enjoyment out of it. Yeah. Otherwise, he just kind of does a lot of weird jobs. Like he sells stuff. Yeah. Uh, he sells movie tickets. He sells stuff on trains. So he's like a poor guy. And what are the goals? What are the life dreams of Radhika Madan and Sanyal Mahotra? Uh, Radhika Madan has the very enjoyable and achievable dream, I think, of owning numerous cows. <laughs> she wants to start a dairy, yeah. and at one point, they're kind of dreaming about what they want to be when they grow up, and she just wakes up and walks out of her house, and there's like 10 cows around. She really loves milk. I'm going to put a link in the show notes, because I'm doing the show notes this time, mm. uh, to the Corb Lund song, Everything is Better with Some Cows Around, <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. that would be her theme song. Yeah. 
and Sunny Mahotra wants to uh, go to teaching school and then come back and have a school in the village. Yeah. So much and more she... of a normal sort of <laughs> dream. But she really, really hates milk and really, really loves okra. Yeah. And wouldn't really you know, Radhika Madhan hates okra. I love how they're defined by what they eat or drink. Yeah, I think it's more that they hate that the other one likes it. Yeah. It's not so much that they inherently hate the food item. And the film does, like, make the... So it's it's narrated by Dipper. Yeah. Um, or, well, not quite narrated, but he gives a, a bit of a voiceover that does... He's ex- an audience insert character. Yeah, that does explain um, what I think is pretty clear uh, in that, like, the sisters are, like... India and Pakistan. Yes. They are... This is not a subtle metaphor, as it's told to us directly about four times. Um, They are related, and they kind of need one another, because if they don't have one another, who are they going to fight with? Yeah, and also, (laughs) who would really want to be around them? (laughs) Like, um, essentially, they have so much in common that you can't... Like, they hate each other. Exactly. Exactly. And I understand relationships like that, where it's just sort of like, you know what... Everything I see in you is everything I hate in myself. Oh, totally. So it's it's actually very understandable motivation why these two are constantly getting in brawls. We we both have siblings. Do you do you feel this way about your brother sometimes? Uh, I probably did when I lived with him at some points, <laughs> okay. but now that we've lived apart for eighteen years, you know, no. Okay. But like, if we had to live together for a month or so, who knows what would happen, right? Mm. Like, um. Because, like, we don't talk that often. But I, I think we always got along pretty well, actually. It would just be your typical, like, little brother being annoying type shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, is just, like... I, I think... The they're, they're very similar age, too. Like, yeah. they're, they're not twins, but they're within, like, a year or so of each other. Yeah. But I think, like, you know, it, it, it does take that feeling that I think anyone with a sibling has probably felt at one point in their life of just kind of, like how much they can't stand their sibling. Yeah. Or siblings. Um, but also, and you know, and like the desire to fight and just kind of annoy one another. It's because you're bored though. Yeah. They just but, live in a Rajasthani village where there's nothing else going on. But also no one else will ever understand you. Yes. The way Not even Vijay Ross. Yeah, the way that your sibling will because It's also like they're not fighting over his love or anything. No. He's just kind of incidental. They they're always just brawling with each other. Hate each other. Yeah. Um, let's talk a bit about these performances. I think well, the performances from the Central Four are yeah. just all fantastic. We could talk about the twist after in Spoiler Zone, because I I don't think that this is a dark comedy until after the interval, at which point it becomes one. Yeah. Because a plan is hatched that will, on the outset, ruin the lives of at least four or five people, mm-hmm. but it might just save everything. Yeah. Uh, but the performances, yeah. Radha Kamadan, I really liked. Um, again, all, it, she's kind of a chameleon for me, though, because we've only ever seen her in this and The Man Who, uh, who Feels No Pain. And Grazi Medium. And Medium. Yeah. And her characters are very different in each of those films because she's very bookish in Grazi Medium and she's like a kung fu fighter in <laughs> The Man Who Feels No Pain. And this one, very believable as a village loudmouth, basically. Yeah, I think um, she has a lot of range and she has a really exciting slate of upcoming films. I really think that she's kind of one of the most 
exciting and interesting um, Bollywood actresses to to watch at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 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 really excited to see what she does next. She did like a, I want to say like a dancing rom com. I think it was called like Shadat. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen that on also on Amazon Prime. I think. Yeah, that didn't look super promising, and we never caught up with it, but. There, there's some stuff coming up that I think looks really good. Well, it's interesting that she hasn't taken on the quote-unquote girlfriend role yet. Like, yeah. there's a bit of that in The Man Who Feels No Pain, but also she's getting into... That's such a different movie, into, though. <laughs> yeah, she's getting into brawls, and her fighting style, I'm pretty sure, is influenced by JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, too. Sure. Because uh, Lisa Lisa, in part two, has a weighted scarf that she throws yeah. at people. So I don't know if that's a popular, like, martial arts technique, but it's certainly one that comes up in JoJo's. Yeah. Uh, which I hadn't seen at that time. Uh, but, yeah. She's, she, she's really doing, good here. And really, yeah. really funny. Really, really funny. She also reminds me, hilariously enough, of a girl I went to university with. Um, well, who lived in the same dorm that I was in. Not going to university okay. as in going to grade 11 or whatever. Uh, but, yeah, who was very, like, opinionated and you were always just sort of like... Yeah, I kind of see your point. And I also went in the same dorm. I lived with a girl named Radhika, and not the same one. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So ends my story. Uh, Sanya Mahotra is always very good. Um, I would say that she's less of a chameleon because she's kind of given more heroic roles, typically. Okay. Like... In uh, the one where her husband died and she has to deal with mm-hmm. that family mm-hmm. situation. So you're saying she never really gets to be this nasty. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's refreshing. Yeah. Radhika Madan I've seen, like there's an edge to all three of her performances I've seen, whereas mm-hmm. Sani Mahotra, there's a little bit there, but she's kind of done like more traditional Hindi heroine. And she's always good. Yeah, I'd say there's maybe a melancholy and a sadness to a lot of her other roles. Yeah. Um, especially like something like Photograph. Yes. Yeah. But um, here she's just like, I think this is the biggest I've seen her go. And she just, she seems to be having a lot of fun. Yeah. Like she's just watching these two go at it. Like the, the chemistry is there. This film doesn't work unless you believe yes. that these two, these, these two actresses are, could be sisters and do hate each other. As people who have siblings, <laughs> you could see the exact moment at which, like, they say something that just sets the other one off. Yeah. Like, or the exact you, you moment can recognize that, that from your own experience. Anno- that they, like, really get annoyed at one another. The exact moment yeah. when, like, they begrudgingly, like, realize that they have to work with one another. Like, yeah. it's just, yeah, they really, it's really believable. And, and I think that's part of why I really like this movie. I also like how Sunil Grover, when using his <laughs> India-Pakistan metaphor, said that they were both India. <laughs> he, he didn't tell either that, that they were Pakistan. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, yeah. Sunil, he's really good. He's, he's, he just has like very this goofy. shit-eating grin on his face the entire time. It's great. I um, feel like I would be that guy. <laughs> like, if I, if I knew... A pair of siblings who got into, like, huge arguments all the time. And, like, you know that they're not going to kill each other. Mm-hmm. So it's just funny to see them, like, get into fights all the time. I would be there, too. Yeah. Uh, and VJ Rouse is just kind of... He's just exasperated, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's... 
<laughs> Later on in the movie, they do move away from each other. Yeah. And there's many crises at their individual homes, and he's just kind of shuttling between house <laughs> to house, trying to deal with whatever problem that they're having. He's just yeah, he's just exasperated. There's a whole thing about him and his quarry, but it's basically that he owes like he owes money. And there's a local pervert who he's trying to sell off one of his daughters to, basically. Now, um, to discuss how this is a black comedy, do we have to go to Spoiler Zone? I think so. Okay. Okay. Let's go there now. Okay, so... The way in which I I would classify this black comedy, because, like, I hadn't seen it. Yeah. But it's the, like, sort of destruction of a family unit that really does not have it coming at all. No. <laughs> they, they just had the misfortune of having these two girls get married to their sons, right? Yeah. So then, essentially what happens is at the county fair, um, Radhika and Sonia meet two guys. Radhika Madon meets, like, an engineer, I think. Mm-hmm. And Sandy Mahotra had met a guy earlier when stealing wheat from his friend's farm, but he's in the army. Yeah. And they have a nice courtship, and they're all set to get married, and then the interval comes, and the joke is, oh, well, wait. no, wait, no, they're supposed to get married to the pervert. So the pervert is first supposed to get married yes, yeah. to Radhika Madon. He's only a pervert because he's rich and weird yeah. and is a widower. And she doesn't want to get married to him, so she runs away with her boyfriend, but then that's fine because he actually wants to marry Samuel Mahotra anyways. And then she's about to... Commits suicide, and Sunil Grover's like, uh, no, here's your boyfriend. And so then she runs away with her boyfriend, and then they discover that their boyfriends are brothers, and And that they think like they finally found the solution where they're going to (laughs) escape and get what they want, but actually, no, they're stuck with one another. (laughs) And And taking care of their their husband's grandma. And their husbands have now had to pay off the pervert, like they've had to help out. B.J. Uh, Roz, pay off the pervert, help B.J. Roz's loans. So that means that they can't actually, like, start their dairy farm right. or go to English school. They're stuck living with one another right. Both without of their, par- their husbands and their husband's grandmother. Both of their partners have, like, promised them that, uh, well, like, the engineer buys her cows and yeah. gets a, a dairy start in the... Uh, the soldier guy's, like, looking into $200,000 school, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that goes out the window. They have to pay the guy off. Yeah. And essentially what happens is Sunil Grover comes in a couple years later and finds out that they're absolutely miserable. There's a pretty funny scene where they're showing off, like, Radhika Manon has a phone. And it's just showing how cool it is to have a phone that lets you look at the news and Twitter and stuff. And then Sonia Mahotra's like, well, check out this TV. We have so many channels. It's so amazing. And then they're, like, they constantly ag- they're aggressively each showing each other, showing him all this stuff. Uh, And, yeah, basically they work out a plan where they're going to uh, steal this family's house and land out from under them and sell it to the pervert and then use the money to move away, basically, from each other and kind of they know that being away from each other is the only way that this will work because otherwise they're going to go crazy. Except... Except they, they can't be apart from one another. And then, other. yeah, when they get apart yeah. from each other, this is where it kind of feels like Shakespearean or a fable or something to me. Yeah. Uh, Radhika Madan loses her voice and Sandy Mahotra goes blind. <laughs> and they can only regain it if they're together. 
mean, like, this is Schadenfreude, the movie. Like, the reason why I think this is, can be classified as a black comedy is because all of the humor is derived from, from people being miserable, is from making someone you love absolutely miserable. Like, Mm -hmm. it's very, it's very bleak. In that respect, yes. the film also again. If this was not a comedy, it would be like a horrible drama about these two women who yeah. hate each other so much, but also cannot live without each other. And and this film, I think, also has a lot to say about women's roles. Mm-hmm. You know, like these these women do uh, aspire to. I mean, their dreams might not seem you know the most like the most exciting or glamorous thing in the world, but they have very achievable dreams but because yeah but because you know they live in in rural rajasthan and they're women they are you know they're they're treated as property they have to work all day long they harvest the fields they clean up yeah Uh, they're 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 too busy to go to school the only joy they have in life is tormenting one another yeah it's it's an incredibly bleak movie until it's actually kind of sweet yeah 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 it it is like being on a road trip with your uh, uh, brother or something, and you're just bugging each other. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah. I like this movie a lot. It's uh, very funny. Do I think the metaphor is overextended? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very much so. Uh, it might have been... Especially when um, especially when Sunil Grover compares them to Israel and Palestine. Yes. And, and North and South Korea. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Um, it would, I mean, it, would sure. be, it would actually be a metaphor <laughs> if he didn't say the quiet part out loud. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know how much they actually function as countries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't, the allegory doesn't go so far. Yeah. All right, I think that's Interval. Yeah, so far, Interval song. Let's see if I can pronounce this name. It's the song Paracetamol from Good Luck Jerry. <laughs> This episode of Bollywood Wish Lovers is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Even if you're a busy business owner with more meetings than hours in a day, you are calm and collected when your group benefit plan is taken care of by Alberta Blue Cross. Your employees can manage their own health, dental, life, and disability coverage online, anytime, and on any device, making it easier for them and for you. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. This episode is also brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation, which acts as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community here in Edmonton for generations to come. You could start an endowment fund yourself, or with a group, and once it reaches $10,000, it could start distributing funds. Vital Signs is an annual checkup conducted by the Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with Edmonton Social Planning Council to measure how the community is doing. This year's focus is on making ends meet in Edmonton. Learn more at ecfoundation.com. Dot org. All right, so that was Paracetamol from Good Luck Jerry. It reminds me of, girl, you have no faith in medicine. <laughs> sure. Although I think he says acetaminophen, you acetaminophen. 
Mm-hmm. You know that song, right? Yes, I do. It's yeah. the White Stripes. It's a good song. Yeah. So, Good Luck, Jerry. Directed by Siddharth Sen is a remake of uh, Kolamavu Kokila by Nelson. Yes. Uh, you've seen this film. Features Nayantara and Yogi Babu. I have not. You liked it. Yes. So, one of the reasons that I wanted to watch Good Luck, Jerry is because I really like the original Tamil film. Mm-hmm. And so... For every listener who's ever messaged us to tell us that the South Indian film is better, we should really check out the South Indian original. You were finally right. Uh, You were right. (laughs) Uh, I will lay my cards on the table that I do prefer uh, Kolumabakokala. I do prefer Kolumabakokala to Good Luck Jerry, and watching Good Luck Jerry was... I don't want to say a disappointment, because I still enjoyed it but the entire time i think i was saying to you like oh the original film is better like it just it felt like a very you were one of those annoying people yeah (laughs) it felt like a very muted version of a film that i like yeah so and i i can get into kind of why i think it's better um nelson has a recently um had a film come out called doctor which is i believe like a black comedy satire about um, like organ harvesting. It's on, I think Netflix. I, I do want to catch up with it just because I liked I liked his previous film so much. But next time we have three hours to kill. Yeah, but I, I don't know much about about him as a director beyond beyond Kolomapokokala. I like that his name is Nelson. <laughs> uh, this movie stars Janvi Kapoor, Samta Sudiksha, Deepak Dobrial, Mita Vashtisht. Niraj Sood, Saurabh Sachdeva, and Just Want Sing Dalal. And it's gotten decent reviews. Yeah. Um, yeah, no one's really been over the moon for it, but I've seen online that people seem to be enjoying it, but yeah. I have seen that, you know, watch the original, it's better. But mm-hmm. anytime there's a Hindi remake, you get that. Regardless of it, uh, if it actually is better. There just always is that contingent. Yeah. I mean, in this case, I can, I can you tell agree. you yeah. for sure it is. Whereas, like, with... Well, you agree. I do agree, Your yeah. opinion is that it is better. Yeah, my opinion is that it's better. Whereas, like, with Arjun Reddy and Kabir Singh, my opinion was this just that they were both terrible. Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying to think of other examples where I've seen... Jersey? The I guess we didn't see this, the new version of Jersey, but you saw the no, original. No, I've only seen the original. I'm trying to think of other instances where I've seen the South Indian film and then the remake. Like, I never saw the original Drishyam. But, like, things like Tevar or there's a bunch of these, like, hero dude movies Mm -hmm. where there's always the South Indian version. And you always get the sense that there's more of a political bent to those. Yeah. And that typically gets taken out when it becomes a Hindi remake. Well, and part of the reason why I was specifically interested in this remake because I'd seen the original film was because I thought Janvi Kapoor was a good choice for this role. And also because I think there, there, there's some interesting things in this story that I thought, you know, was different than kind of, you know, what you say, the, 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 those typical hero stuff, mm-hmm. um, with something like Tevar, like it's a, it's a, it's, it's a female fronted film. I guess Vikram Veda is coming out people are very excited for this. Yeah. And did you see the original of that? No, I didn't. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm excited to see... I mean, my my knowledge of of South Indian cinema is limited. I fully yeah. admit that. But you, you, you used to watch kind of the big ones at work, so... Um, yes, I used to be able to catch the big ones at work, and now 
I have to make more of an effort, which is one of the reasons why I do want to catch up with Doctor. Yeah. Um, I've heard good things. Uh, but getting back to good luck, Jerry. Uh, Jean-Vie Kapoor stars as a, uh, a young woman. Named Jerry. Named Jerry. That's, well, that's her nickname. Yeah. Um, she lives in, in Punjab, but she's originally from Bihar. Yeah. She lives with her... She has an accent that we can kind of get a taste of through the We're just subtitles. frequently told about her accent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she lives with her mother and her sister. Her father has passed away. I will say that in the original film, uh, her father has not passed away. So that was already kind of one of the differences I spotted. Her dad got hit by a car. I think something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he told his last words were like, good luck. Yeah. Which doesn't really come up at all in the rest of the movie. No. You could have called this movie anything. Good luck, Jerry is not really a title that yeah. actually matters. Jerry's mom makes momos to try and support uh, her two daughters, but it's not enough. And Jerry has taken a job in a massage parlor. Now, it's not implied that this is like a happy endings massage parlor. I was wondering about that. Is it one in the South Indian version? She, no. no. The, it, okay. the, that, that job doesn't exist. Hmm. Um, I... I do not remember her having that job. I don't think she does. Hmm, okay. Because um, so I was wondering, like, that's the sort of thing, like, okay, it's kind of weird. Like, she's the receptionist. Yeah. And also does well, do. massages. Like, yeah, you do see her giving massages, but she's wearing, like, a hairnet and, like, gloves. So, like, yeah. it doesn't appear it's sexy. It's very clinical. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is, like, but, yeah, I don't remember her having that job in the original. And, like I said, her dad is alive in the original, so the... The situation is the family situation is a little bit different, mm-hmm. um, though. It's her reasoning not in Punjab for one. Yeah, it's in, it, Chennai, it's, it's in Tamil Nadu. Yeah. Um, but her reason for becoming a drug runner is the same, uh, from what I recall. Uh, so you know, it, this job is seen as a bit disreputable. But she's yeah. trying to support her mom. Her sister's going to school. Uh, Deepak Dobriel is kind of like this villain. Well, not village. Rinku. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's annoying. He's just kind of like, because they're not really in a village. They're in a more urban setting, but yeah. he's just... It seems... It, well, they say village, yeah. but it seems like a very big village. Often we get this, like... Like the village layabout or village idiot, just kind of like... Yeah. This guy who's always around. Yeah. And he's very annoying. I hoped he got shot the whole movie. He did not. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Rinku makes it through the whole film. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe idiot or layabout is not right, but he's just kind of like the he's guy who's always... He's a blowhard, he's... Uh, yeah, who's know. always got like a scheme or like... Yeah. Yeah. Like he sells eggs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I do not think he is as funny as Yogi Babu is in the original. Yogi Babu is just kind of like... The clip you showed me... <laughs> a more inherently funny yeah. uh, actor. I just think. the way that guy looks is inherently more funny than just this, you know... Uh, you know, random Punjabi guy, right? Yeah, there's also a sweetness to Yogi Babu's performance that I, I don't get from from Deepak Dobriel's here. He reminds me of Hurley from Lost, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, so one day, Jean-Vie Kapoor and her sister are at a market, and there are a bunch of cops around because they are trying to stop a drug dealer. There's a drug deal, like a drug runner, in the market, they're trying to catch him, and she and her sister leave a jewelry shop and accidentally hit him straight in the face. He falls to the floor, and the cops are able to grab him. However, when they get out of the market, they're confronted by his associates, Timmy, who then force 
Janvi Kapoor to they they hold on to her sister. Um, so they say, you know, like we are going to kill your sister unless you go back into the market and get the drugs that our man hid in the market. So she has to go in and get the drugs and smuggle them out out of the men's and bathroom. what what she finds and what the what the drug dealers find is that she's actually very good at this she she thinks to hide them in her lunchbox and her tiffin box and cover the drugs with noodles and no one would suspect sweet nervous jean v kapoor mm-hmm. now hold on in the original version did timmy have a neck brace on I honestly don't remember. Okay, because that almost felt like a, a it's shout a very out. like Pankaj Tripathi. Yes, exactly. I thought like here. if this movie yeah. came out five years ago, it would have been Pankaj Tripathi doing that role. Yeah, and also it reminded me a lot of Pankaj Tripathi in Ludo, I think, where he's a gangster who keeps getting yeah. damaged. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that was maybe a shout out to that, or maybe like it was Pankaj Tripathi at one point. But the guy playing him is very Pankaj Tripathi esque. Yeah, he, it feels like he's trying to give a Pankaj Tripathi performance. He's good, but it's, you know. <laughs> um, Jerry, Jambi Kapoor, needs money to support her mom because she has cancer. Yeah. And so at the point that she's kind of sent into, that she finds herself in the situation where she ends up being forced to help these drug dealers, she's also been do, like trying to scrape together as much money as possible to pay for her mother's cancer treatment yeah kind of after helping out these drug dealers it dawns on her maybe this is a way to make money so her sister steals the wallet of the gangster who was holding her captive doing pretty quick thinking for charity yeah uh and so they kind of figure out where these gangsters are and the next day jerry goes to see them and essentially puts her offer on the table that she is willing to run some drugs <laughs> mm-hmm. so that she can get the money to pay for her her mother's treatment. Timmy was also instantly smitten with her in yeah. the original scene too. So yeah. he's like, yeah, this seems fine. Yeah, Timmy also, I mean, he clearly has a thing for the ladies. It's clearly unrequited That's how he got his most uh, of the neck time. broken. Um, but, you know, he takes a liking to Jean-Vive Kapoor and she becomes their new drug runner. And wouldn't you believe she is very, very good at it. But once you kind of get into that line of work, it's much harder to get out of it. Yeah, as we learned in the uh, Hindi film known as The Wire. (laughs) And eventually, um, once she tries to get out, her and her family are forced to smuggle a large load of drugs. Deceptively large, because I was wondering. It it seemed like it's changed size. And so the second half of the film becomes um, a question of how her and her family and their various male uh, hangers-on are going to be able to traffic this large amount of drugs. Now, as I've already said... I do prefer the original film. This one, to me, feels a bit muted, Mm -hmm. as I've already said, because it just doesn't go... Like, all the building blocks are there, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't go as far as the Tamil film does. I'll say that about South Indian movies. They go for it. Yeah, so, like, the, the violence isn't I mean it isn't as violent it's just it's not as gruesome it's not as cutting mm-hmm. um Javi Kapoor's character 
Jerry is, I mean, she's clever, but she's not, she doesn't feel as manipulative. She yeah. doesn't feel as clever. And there's She just, doesn't really seem to be playing Timmy. Yeah. It seems like maybe in the original she was. Yeah, I mean, you still have that element of her kind of being um, out of her element. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like being really nervous and uh, unsure of herself. She doesn't seem to like being a drug dealer. No, no. Nervous and unsure of herself, but more calculated. Yeah. So She is very clever, though, because that plan that she thinks up in the end oh, yeah. is incredibly convoluted. Yeah. Yeah, and and it, and again, there's just there's certain scenes. I don't want to get too much into them yeah. because I don't want to get spoilers, and I don't think we need to go to a spoiler zone to discuss this film. No, it, but, it ends up with the sort of conflagration of different gangsters that lots of these movies end yeah. up with. But there are certain scenes where it just kind of they either kind of trans like transpose the violence to kind of someone else or transpose mm-hmm. things. To kind of someone else is doing, um, or they just kind of end a bit more abruptly. Whereas I think part of the part of the appeal in the original film is just kind of how dark things get. Yeah. Would you say that that one's more of a drama then? <laughs> no, it's still a comedy. It's, comedy it's, it's yeah. still pre like it's still very funny. Although I think the the comedicness of it really sneaks up on you. Because hmm. um, the the stuff you showed me. Like there's a song where Yogi Babu. <laughs> that's a great. That's song. pretty funny. Like, yeah. it's it's putting that guy and that girl in the sort of classic village love mm-hmm. song, which is a funny juxtaposition. But everything else I saw looked pretty serious. Yeah, yeah. Um, something that I this movie did that I am starting to really hate actually mm. is it used like comic book imagery right. in the beginning. The original doesn't do that, and I think that this is just lazy. Um, so it tells the story of how, um, Jerry's father died. They basically, they get off the bus from Bihar, they move to the big city and he gets hit by a car, but it's told through us. So like comic book stuff and really the movie that did this first and I think ruined it was the director's cut of the warriors, which (laughs) seems like just tells you a bunch of stuff that doesn't really matter. And you would have gotten through the story anyway. But, like, just to fill up the credit sequence? Yeah. Uh, Loop Lapida did this as well. But in that case, I thought it was more of an homage to the cartoon stuff in Run, Lola, Run. But it seems like it's a way to just, like, here is a world full of kooky people. I don't remember if Double Barrel did it. But it's that kind of very, like, there's going to be a lot of wacky colors in this movie and a lot of wacky people and well it's violent too and it's kind of like it's where you could see how some critics using comic book as a pejorative comes from it's like oh there's not a lot of motivation behind these people you don't know anything about them like Mm -hmm. it's paper thin and in this case I think it's true whereas a lot of other comic book quote unquote movies can be pretty deep but in this one it just seems like a visual style that is immediately dropped uh, and then um, never refer to again and honestly just a waste of time and it takes away from I think what a stylish movie this is at, at times yeah you there's, know, a, like, there's a visual style to it for sure there's a really you it's know, not there, a cartoon there's a really good overhead tracking shot at one point that is really effective I'll say the color um, timing was a little bit weird yeah but it's but effective once she gets out to the sort of 
fish farm where the guy who distributes the drugs is, who's very paranoid about um, people's phones, so he puts them in fish, and he's eventually got guys hanging around holding up a sign saying, like, the walls have ears. Uh, I think that looked very cool, like, kind of just that location, but some parts of it, I I don't know, it was just super dark for some reason. Yeah. I think Javi Kapoor gives a... A good performance. I still think, like, she's well cast in this. Mm -hmm. But it's disappointing to me that they kind of shaved off some of the edges of that character. Mm -hmm. You know, that they they softened her. She's not vindictive. No, and it's not even that in the original she's vindictive. It's just, I think she's more... She's more calculated. Well, Jami Kapoor is uniquely genetically suited to play like a wide-eyed naive type character well, exactly. because and that's just part, how she looks part of what is so great about the characters you have that like wide-eyed naive um who but who is playing everyone you yeah. know and i just you didn't get that spark behind her eyes of like Exactly. I, I, I get these guys' game. Like the, you do get a little bit of that at the end in a actually fairly fairly enjoyable gunfight, lots of yeah. cool well, camera tricks and stuff, but like you should be getting that more, right? There's a scene earlier on which I think kind of um, speaks more to kind of the character in the original and also I wish again that they had worked more with in 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 this version of the story where um, one of the the members of the gang has told the cops about her mm-hmm. and they are trying to figure out who it is. Um, and again, I won't say what happens, but that, like, I wanted more of that. Well, that resolution would make more sense if we knew more about the guys in the gang. Cause no, I don't think it matters. I just wanted more from what, from her in that scene. Yeah. Cause like she's... not more from her in that specific scene, but I wanted more of, from, of what she gives in that scene. Yes. Elsewhere in the film. Oh yeah. 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 That's what I mean. Yeah. That, that, that is an outlier scene. Yeah. And that scene is more indicative of what you get in the original film. Yeah. This movie was fine. I don't know. It's fine. There's it... a lot of. It's hard to say if I hadn't seen the original if I would like this more. Well, I hadn't, and I thought it was okay. Well, there you go. So, I mean, and we're usually pretty close on what we like. Yeah. So, I, 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 it's not go watch a, it, though. It's enjoyable. Yeah, it's certainly not a waste of time. Javi Kapoor is a really interesting actress. She is. Even though I still think that she's way overhyped. Um, yeah? Does, I, does she, she have the good? She's really good in Car- The Cargill Girl. Yes, she's good. Like, she's... We're starting to see more range. I mean, it sucks that first... her first movie was such a dud. Which one? Um, the Doc. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Ishan Qatar, which was also a remake, though I don't think the original is South Indian. But, like... We're... It's a remake of Syrat. Was that a Marathi film? We're starting to see more um, different kinds of roles from her. Mm-hmm. Um, which is more than you could say for, like... Sarah. Oh, I was right. Surat is a Marathi film. Because, like, she kind of came out at the same time as Sarah Ali Khan. Yeah. Who's been... And they appear to be great friends. Yes. You saw on Cop with Quran. But, like, Cop Sarah... Season of Cop with Quran. Sarah Ali Khan is the girlfriend in a cop movie. But I think... A real hit shitty cop movie, more more or less. And then in the one... What is it? Atrangi Ray? Yeah. She gets a lot more to do in that one. But, like, I would like to see her also get some of these... Sorts of experiences. Because, yeah, jean Kapoor was in Ghost Stories, too. I didn't think that that sequence was particularly and amazing. And Ruhi. Yeah, but she is trying stuff. Yeah, I think she... I, I agree. I think she's interesting, and I'm, I'm really waiting for the one that, like, really 
lands. Cargill Girl was good, but I think... Gungan Saxena. Oh, that's what it was called. The Cargill Girl. Yeah. Right. Um, that was good, but I think there's still... Gungan, not Gungan. She's not from the planet from episode one. But I think... I think there's something... Like, there's still... There's still something really good. I'm still waiting for the one that, like, really cracks through. Are you ready, Hollywood? Are you ready? Remake that movie... What was it? Heartbreakers? The one with Sigourney Weaver? I have no idea what you're talking about. It was about a mother and daughter who, like, um, insinuate themselves with men and, like, steal other money. Oh, okay. Remake that that with her and Tabu. Bam. Perfect movie. (laughs) That sounds good. Right? Yeah. I think it was called Heartbreakers. I'll look it up later. You can check it in the show notes. But, like... I think it would be interesting to see her play off of uh, another, like, important female actress. Because mm-hmm. she hasn't really done that yet. Yeah. She's been she's been the main person in most of her movies. She mm-hmm. hasn't really been in an ensemble yet. Yeah. Which is where you get that star kid allegation, right? Like, oh, all these projects are being put together for her. Well, but again, I think, I think she's got the goods. I'm becoming more and more agreement with you. Okay. Uh, Well, that brings us to the last film that we're going to discuss in this episode, and arguably the most popular film that we're discussing in this episode. Yeah, people love this. Darlings. Uh, This is directed by Jasmeet K. Reen. It's Ali Abbott's debut as a producer. You don't say. <laughs> uh, and it stars Ali Abbott, obviously, Shafali Shah. Crushing it this year. You, she's this having. This is the year of Shafali. It really is. Like, I think it's very easy to see, like, oh, it's the year of Ali Abbott. I'm not saying it's not the year of Ali Abbott. It's... Multiple women can have the year. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I also think Shafali Shah is crushing it. I'm very excited for the next season of Delhi Crime. Even sure, though it's going to be I a huge bummer. <laughs> the first season, super difficult, but I just like, yeah, great yeah. year for Shafali Shah. She has her own TV show, this one, and then Jalsa. Yeah. In which her wide-eyed, again, wide-eyed, but more of like, you know, back from the grave, I accuse you, wide-eyed <laughs> anger. <laughs> she uses it to great effect. Yeah. Uh, Vijay Varma, Roshan Matthew. Rajesh Sharma, and Vijay Moria. It had the highest global opening for a non-English language Indian film on Netflix. More than 10 million hours watched in its opening weekend. You can't trust Netflix numbers, but that does sound very impressive. Yeah. And it's gotten good reviews, especially for the performances. People yeah. are, are praising Ali Abad and Vijay Varma, as well as Shafali Shah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Strong, strong performances. Set us up with the plot, Matt. Okay, so Alia Bhatt uh, is married to Vijay Varma. We get a kind of meet-cute or like a first date from them at the beginning. Uh, and then it's like three years later. And I guess she had a whole life plan set up. And by year two of being married, she anticipated already having a kid. And Varma, not so interested. No. Uh, he works for the Indian train system. I think he's mm-hmm. a ticket collector. Yeah. And everyone or, kind of thinks he has a good job, but in reality, he's, he's cleaning always toilets. being asked to clean toilets. Yeah, yeah, he's he's very belittled by his boss. He's an alcoholic. Yeah, he drinks all the time, and uh, he beats his wife. And it's one of those films where it's kind of like a known secret in the yeah. community. Uh, I don't remember a lipstick in my under my burka that much, but it did seem like the same sort of like localized Colony? neighborhood. Yeah, like a chawl. Uh, but it was called a colony. Yeah. 
most of the characters in this film are Muslim, by the way. So, um, lots of veils. But also, um, that's one of the criticisms that's been leveled at this. is like, why is the Muslim husband so abusive? So, I've seen that online. But uh, eventually, I don't know if this is a huge spoiler, but after a fairly traumatic personal Well, you have to get to the dark comedy aspect of the film. Yeah, but uh, Vijay Varma does something one would call unforgivable, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Worse than beating your wife all the time for no reason. But uh, yeah, he does something really bad. Uh, And uh, Ali Abad just decides, yep, that's it. Uh, We're going to deal with him. Mm -hmm. Shafali Shah lives across the hall and is her mother. Uh, She's starting a a business where she takes food. A tiffin business. Tiffin box business. Uh, so what they do is they... And she's wanted to get rid of him for a while. Like yeah, she, has, she hates him. She hates him. Yeah. Uh, so what they do is using the helpful uh, butcher down the road, who is one of those character actors who I always like. He's usually a corrupt sports official, mm-hmm. sometimes a cop. Uh, but anyway, he knows a guy at the mental institution. Rajesh Sharma. Rajesh Sharma, yeah. He's always good. Um, he... Knows a guy who gets some um, drugs to knock Vijay Varma out, and then Varma wakes up <laughs> tied up in his own house and at his wife's mercy, basically. His wife yeah. and his mother in law. <laughs> the worst nightmare you could possibly have. Yeah. And yeah. And it, they're going to get their revenge. They're going to get revenge. Uh, it's kind of a. Kind of reminds me of misery a lot, uh, with a guy being, you know, under the control of a woman. Um, yeah. And. There's like a love angle between them. Misery, it's a romance author being controlled by his biggest fan. And in this one, it's, you know, his wife. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And I then, mean, Misery is a different dynamic, but I 100% see why you're comparing them. <laughs> yeah. And sort of chaos ensues. Yeah. Uh, Vijay Varma tries to, you know, appeal to, oh, you love me. We have such and such, you know, things in common. We've been married for three years, etc. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm a violent drunk and, uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> cannot un my life. Yeah. And and consistently throughout the film, Aliabot wants to believe that he can change. Um and Shafali Shah can like consistently tells her like, No, we need to put him away. He will never change. And he consist and Vijay Verma consistently manipulates her to believe that that change is potentially possible. You know, the way yeah. the way that this film's I mean He's all, very manipulative. Yeah, all three of these films, I think, have something to say about how young women are treated in Indian society and in society in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that this film kind of handles how cycles of abuse work, even when Ali Abbott kind of has the upper hand because she's forced to take it, you know, you still see those cycles you still see he might have lost his um the physical power to abuse her because he's been tied up but you still see kind of the mental yeah the mental manipulation and i think that's part of what like the physical violence you see in the film is shocking and upsetting but I think it's... I, the thing that upset me more is that no one else in the community does anything and they just yeah. get used to it. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is I think the... There's a hairdresser underneath. The it's like, psychologi- oh, they're going at it again. Like the lock horns, you know? The psychological violence is the thing that feels most insidious. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's that that I, I think the film finds a way to really drive home. 
I do think the action sequence I'll remember the most is when they're playing five finger fillet with a oh. uh, a stiletto, yeah. a stiletto heel. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a great image. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the red stiletto heel is a good image from this film. I also really liked how while Vijay Varma's tied up, he's still kind of like it's kind of not talked into, but just like forced to do chores, like <laughs> uh, shelling peas and stuff like that, like. Yeah, he's still around and can kind of be useful, yeah. sort of. Oh, God. And that, like, kind of cabinet that they have in their home of, like, all the, like, gifts yeah. that he's bought her to smooth things over. They all over say, the I'm years. sorry, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought there there's another sort of cabinet that's full of, like, glass figurines. I thought that was going to get smashed for sure. <laughs> so, kind of a Chekhov's gun moment there because uh, I was hoping for that to get smashed, but it yeah. didn't. Uh, I do think that the sort of end of this movie is a little ridiculous. Mm. Um, the just their plan doesn't make a lot of sense if you're, let's say you're Cop Shafali Shah who comes to look at uh, the um, the case that that would have erupted after this, and but, it does not seem like they thought it through that much. But I also think that like. I mean, we're kind of shown. Um, so there's a there's a cop who's always kind of trying to. One of the only Indian cops in a movie who like believes women. Yeah, I and mean, he's always trying to kind of put this guy away, um, but can't really get Ali Abbott to kind of go on record. Yeah. And even when she does, she walks it back. And I think in order to sell the ending, which we won't really get into, you need to have that character because you need to believe that everyone hates this guy and part of the reason that everyone in the colony hates him is because he's holding out on not signing um with this real estate developers so yeah. they can all get like better apartments in a, in a pool on top of it <laughs> i wish things so yeah thinking about that part i wish there had been more fantasy uh, sequences fantasies yes yeah because really... the trailer makes it kind of and the poster yeah kind of makes it feel like that's going to be a bigger part of it but that's really there's two i think yeah. There's that one, and then there's a part where she's, like, doing her makeup, and yeah. it looks like she's going to a gala or something. I wish there was more of those as well. I kind of wish the film had... I mean, it's not without style, but I wish it pushed that a bit It has Netflix further. style. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, and it's good. It kind of reminds me of Goodbye Earl by the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> yeah. The, the music video is... Dennis Franz, I think, is the husband, right? Oh, wow. Have I you not seen that? Um, a, they're the chicks now. Right, right, right. Um, and B, it has been decades. I don't know. It's a great music video because he's an abusive <laughs> husband and it tells the story of how, you know, they say goodbye, Earl. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I just started watching. Let's watch that video after. I, I, I seem to remember liking that one. I just started watching this show on um, Apple TV Plus called Bad Sisters. It's a Irish show um, produced and starring Sharon Horgan. And it's a remake of a of a Belgian show, um, and it's about a group of sisters murdering their. So there's five sisters, and four of the sisters murder their one sister's abusive husband. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like a topic that I'm I'm enjoying right now. Well, <laughs> it's a topic that everyone likes, right? Yeah. Like no one's gonna go out and say like, I think they were too mean to Vichy Pharma, <laughs> like. <laughs> It's he's, you would have to be incredibly truly... brave to come out and say like the husband is the injured party in anything involving a, 
a, like threats being made against an abusive husband. They're like Nazis, basically. You could do anything to an abusive husband in a movie, and you're generally fine with it. Yeah, but like Vijay Varma gives an extremely compelling performance because he really pulls. He's still off, kind of seductive. Yeah, he really pulls off like how terrifying it is when he when he when he drinks and when he when he when that switch flips and he becomes. Um, and he, and he and abuses his wife. They are usually cutting but, away to that hairdresser, though. Like you're not yeah. really seeing him beat her up. But like, but for the but most in part, his they, performance, like yeah. you can just tell like who, who you're dealing with. And now. the next day, he's like, "Oh, sweetie, I didn't mean it." But I'm yeah, sorry. but he yeah. also yeah. again, like there is something seductive about it. He does lay it on thick. Like, he's still PJ Farmer. He's an attractive man. Well, you, yeah, you, but you inherently enjoy he watching. He really him. balances this role. I mean. It, it's no shock that Vijay Varma is a good actor. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, this is this is a hard role to nail down. And I think, conversely, Ali Abad does a good job of balancing um, kind of the submissive wife yeah. with then kind of what emerges. And I think the relationship that between her and Shafali Shah, in, in order for this film to work, that relationship has to be well-developed. And you have yes. to see... Because Shafali Shah is like a take-no-shit kind of woman. Yes. Um, she, if I know anything about her in all of her roles, <laughs> either she's taking a little bit of shit and will later not, or from the get-go is generally like, no. Well, but like, she's tough. She's raised her daughter herself she's been a yeah her husband is dead yeah and and you kind of have to believe that that Aliobot's character comes from that so she has a bit of that in her and as it comes out um and then kind of some ultimate reveals in the film which i don't think are that surprising but i think are kind of profound even if um you can see them coming from a mile away yeah i just wish there was a bit more going on yeah like it could have been a bit more visually interesting, mm. and the story could have hung together a bit better. Specifically, the ending. Yeah, I just think it's a little, but I'm a little trite. I'm really glad that people are engaging yeah. with with the subject material. Yeah, know? there should be more movies about husbands getting murdered. <laughs> well, just like abusive m- ones. Movies about women's issues, like yeah. you know, we we've we've just discussed three that have had um, varying levels of success with with audiences and it like these are these are important stories and they're funny and entertaining yeah even if um at times they are dark dark comedy (laughs) all right uh well that brings us to the end of this episode matt uh what are we going to do next well we're going to watch the video for Goodbye, Earl. No, no, no. The on Dixie the podcast. Kids. Oh, okay. Uh, well, it's back Unless to you want us to do a, like a reaction episode. A reaction... Vi- we don't do videos. A reaction episode on us watching the Chicks's yeah, Goodbye, we could, Earl music. It'll be the, uh, the after, after show. Come watch us on Twitch as we watch uh, a music video from 20 years ago. <laughs> no. Uh, that I dimly remember, but I seem to remember liking. Uh, no, it's back to school time. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, I haven't been to school in a really long time, but it seems important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're watching three school movies. Hindi well, medium. Well, we'll see. We're definitely going to get to Hindi Two medium. Two or three school <laughs> and, movies. And uh, Tari Zameen Par, uh, and potentially also Stanley Kadaba, but yeah. Have we Kids exa- going back to school. Have we exhausted the well of 
movies about going to Indian school. Will we understand Indian school past well, grade nine or so, which is where it may actually be university? <laughs> These are all a listener did chime in to partly explain this to us. Yes, we appreciate College it. College is often grade well, eleven and twelve, which. Someone should have told us that. And it clearly varies by, like, by area. Like, yeah. It clearly varies by state. Um, this episode about going back to school, we're going to be discussing, like, kids going back to school. We're discussing, okay. like, elementary-aged school. Really the best kind of school. I think my favorite year of school was grade five. Yeah. I really liked that. Okay. I played a lot of Mist on the computer. Um, that will be out in two weeks. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? At Bollywood Pod. At Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. At Aaron E. Fraser. Facebook.com? Facebook.com slash Bollywood is for lovers. Tumblr.com slash Bollywood is for lovers. Rate and review us on your favorite podcast service. Please. Please do. And while you're leaving that rating and that review, which, by the way, there are still Biffle Points up for grabs. If you've never cashed in your Biffle Points or you want some Biffle Points... You know where to now's, find us. Now's the time. Yeah. Uh, so while you're doing that, you can also listen to my other show that I do with Paul Matwichuk called Trash Art and the Movies. We just released an episode uh, on This is... Hold on, hold on. Okay, so <laughs> I've been told that some of my picks for your other show are too obscure. Uh-huh. And for your <laughs> Olivia Newton-John episode, you picked... I didn't pick. This was Paul's okay, pick. Okay, Paul picked one movie which is universally derided. Yeah. And then... Potentially, like, the most obscure thing you've ever done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is? Yeah, so it's an episode honoring Olivia Newton-John, so we discussed Xanadu. Terrible film. <laughs> I watched the last five minutes, and I want my money back, and I saw it for free. Actually, I didn't. You used my money to rent it. <laughs> and um, this film called The Beaver Trilogy, which is... Um... Less exciting than it sounds, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> which is um, uh, a trilogy of three short films. One is a documentary, and then the next two are recreations of that documentary made um, years apart. Is the third one a recreation of the second documentary? No, not really. It's not like it's kind of a a recreation of the first one. So they just make two recreations of the documentary. Yeah, so it's very much like think like Kurosami meets Nathan Fielder meets like American independent cinema. Yeah. yeah, the worst cinema. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we also want to thank Becca Dalkey for our artwork. We love Tuffy. He if would... Tuffy was a woman, he would not do bad things. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's hot in here. 